0: Hello, and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. Today is Thursday, the 20th day of Lent. We begin our time of prayer in silence. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love. In your great compassion blot out my offenses. Wash me through and through from my wickedness, and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my offenses, and my sin is ever before me. Against you only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight, so you are justified when you speak and right in your judgment. Indeed, I was born, steeped in wickedness, a sinner from my mother's womb. Indeed, you take delight. for You delight in truth deep within me, and would have me no wisdom deep within. Remove my sins with hyssop and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be purer than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness, that the body you have broken may rejoice. Hide your face from my sins, and blot out all my wickedness. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence, and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation, and sustain me with your bountiful spirit. Let me teach your ways to offenders, and sinners shall be restored to you. Rescue me from bloodshed, O God, of my salvation, and my tongue shall sing of your righteousness. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. For you take no delight in sacrifice, or I would give it, You are not pleased with burnt offering. The sacrifice of God is a troubled spirit, a troubled and broken heart, O God, you will not despise. Let us pray. Almighty and merciful Father, you freely forgive those who, as David of old, acknowledge and confess their sins. Create in us pure hearts, and wash away all our sins in the blood of your dear Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Long ago God spoke to our ancestors in many and various ways by the prophets, but in these last days God has spoken to us by a Son. A reading From Deuteronomy chapter 19, beginning this morning with verse 1. When the Lord your God has cut off the nations whose land the Lord your God is giving you, and you have dispossessed them and settled in their towns and in their houses, you shall set apart three cities in the land that the Lord your God is giving you to possess. You shall calculate the distances and divide into three regions the land that the Lord your God gives you as a possession so that any homicide can flee to one of them. Now this is the case of a homicide who might flee there and live, that is, someone who has killed another person unintentionally when the two have not been at enmity before. Suppose someone goes out into the forest with another to cut wood, and when one of them swings the axe to cut down a tree, the head slips from the handle and strikes the other person, who then dies. The killer may flee to one of these cities and live, but if the distance is too great, the avenger of blood and hot anger might pursue and overtake and put the killer to death, although a death sentence was not deserved, since the two had not been at enmity before. Therefore I command you, you shall set apart three cities. If the Lord your God enlarges your territory as he swore to your ancestors, and he will give you all the land that he promised your ancestors to give you, Provided you diligently observe this entire commandment that I command you today by loving the Lord your God and walking always in his ways, then you shall add three more cities to these, so that the blood of an innocent person may not be shed in the land that the Lord your God is giving you as an inheritance, thereby bringing blood guilt upon you. But if someone at enmity with another lies in wait and attacks and takes the life of a person and flees into one of these cities... Then the elders of the, city, the killer's city shall send to have the culprit taken from there and handed over to the avenger of blood to be put to death. Show no pity, and shall purge the guilt of innocent blood from the land, so that it may go well with you. This week, the Senate has been conducting confirmation hearings of the President's nomination to serve on the bench of the the country's highest court. Like President Biden, Judge Katanji Brown-Jackson served at one time as a court-appointed attorney for those who could not afford legal representation. We probably don't give it much thought, but our conviction that all people are worthy of equal treatment and representation under the law, as well as a fair trial and the protection of the court, is a working out in real life of the commandment to love our neighbors. One of the ways we show love for our neighbors is by protecting them from what today's reading calls Avengers of Blood. Even without thinking about it, we enjoy the benefits of a well-established and well-developed justice system. But imagine the world before police departments, defense attorneys, civil and criminal judges, appeals court, and even a Supreme Court. Deuteronomy gives us a glimpse into that kind of world, and these statutes and ordinances and commandments have shown us God's own concern for establishing justice and equity among all of God's people, as a witness to God's own love, mercy, and justice. God desires to put an end to blood vengeance, especially in Avengers' ability inability to distinguish an accident from deliberate premeditated harm. By establishing cities of refuge at a reasonable distance from every settlement, God provides a place of refuge for those whose anger, grief, and kinship obligations would have them seek out and avenge the blood of a dead relative. In the process, it also seems to establish the need for the case to be heard by a judge or panel of elders, even in the case of murder, before a person can be handed over to death. The law, God's law, now creates a space where a murder must be proved by establishing motive, a history of past enmity, and an intention to harm and kill. Until that time, a person is granted sanctuary in the city of refuge. We can easily imagine how anger, grief, strong ties to kinship obligations might bind a person's eyes to the facts of a certain case. We can probably feel it sometimes in our own outrage and anger, What a gift, then, of God's grace it has to have a process in place and people appointed to decide these kind of cases in ways that we simply cannot. And what a gift we have in the ability to reform these processes through time with precedent that seeks even greater justice. What a gift it is to be able to reform so that innocent blood and innocent people are not punished It's interesting to see how when the innocent are punished, the guilt of that innocent execution falls upon the whole entire nation for not establishing and upholding justice or seeking to do what is right, but rushing to an opinion, which is also what we hear Jesus say and do when he talks in the Sermon on the Mount, as he looks to reform the way in which we apply and think of the law in our own hearts. Jesus says, you have heard it said before, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth, but I say to you, forgive. Turn the other cheek. So when we discuss the confirmation hearings with each other, or with friends or family or spouses, and when we read about the analysis of these discussions by pundits and and even by firebrands, we can get caught up in all kinds of emotions and fears. But what would happen? What would happen if we looked at the courts, as a way of actively showing love for our neighbors. We might begin by placing ourselves not in the place of a disinterested or, 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 or partisan uh, uh, pundit, but actually putting our place ourselves in the place of those who must one day stand before this judge and wonder, What kind of person would we in that moment want to see sitting on that bench? In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed are you, Lord, the God of Israel. You have come to your people to set them free. You have raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of your servant David. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn, bringing the glory of our risen Lord who makes every day new. Especially we thank you for the sustaining goodness of your creation, for the new creation in Christ and all gifts of healing and forgiveness, for the communion of faith in your church, and for the gift of relationship with others. For what else are we thankful? Merciful God of might, renew this weary world, heal the hurts of all of your children, and bring about your peace for all in Christ Jesus the living Lord. Especially we pray for the Church of Jesus Christ in every land, for the people, the ministries, the leaders of St. Paul's Lutheran Church, for those who govern the nations of the world, people in countries ravaged by strife or warfare. I think especially of the people in Ukraine and for people in Russia. For all who are at work to bring about peace, to restore international harmony. For all those who are welcoming and serving, sheltering, feeding, comforting, providing safe space for refugees and their families. For those who are tending to the sick, for those who are comforting the fearful and the mourning, for all who strive to save the earth from carelessness and destruction. For what else, or for who else, do we pray today? Almighty and everlasting God, you have brought us in safety to this new day. Preserve us with your mighty power that we may not fall into sin nor be overcome in adversity. In all we do, direct us to the fulfilling of your purpose through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven.